0: Thank you for joining the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers for today's Missouri River Basin Conference Call. This is our monthly update webinar to provide an update of current runoff conditions in the Missouri River Basin. These calls are only part of our efforts to communicate with basin residents. All our news releases on our website at nwd.usace.army.mil and on our socials at nwd.usace. We encourage the public to use these resources as well as our web app to get the latest information from the Corps, the National Weather Service, and our other partner agencies. These calls are provided as a courtesy to congressional representatives, tribal, state and local government officials, including levy sponsors and emergency managers, as well as the media. I am Eileen Williamson, and I will be moderating today's call. The call will be recorded and placed on the Defense Video and Imagery Distribution System, and links are available under nwd.usace.army.mil-mrwm under Latest News. Your participation acknowledges your consent to be recorded. If you are not connected to the webinar, the slides are available in a link at the bottom of today's press release. All lines have been placed on mute for this call. When we get to the question and answer session to unmute your line to ask a question, press star six. If you have the webinar call your phone, it is possible to be double muted on the webinar and your phone. Be aware that the force mute function may still not work. So if I ask, please use your phone's own mute function to avoid interrupting the call. The agenda for today's call is as follows. From Noah, Mr. Doug Cluck the National Weather Service, Missouri Basin River Forecast Center, Mr. Kevin Lau, from the Missouri River Water Management Division, Mr. John Remus, and representatives from his staff, and we have a representative from the Kansas City District to provide an update on levees. These updates are followed by a question and answer session. Calls for questions will not be part of the recording if none are asked. And with that, I will turn the call over to you. Doug.
1: Okay. Um, Let me uh, let me stop my video. Actually. Oh, okay. There we go. So, uh, good afternoon. Thank you to the Corps for holding this meeting and inviting us to speak. Uh, I'm going to give a quick briefing on what is happening uh, across the Missouri Basin in terms of the climate and a little bit of the outlook uh, as well. I also want to point you to uh, a link that I put in the chat, and the link is uh, Upper Missouri. Drought update and outlook webinar, uh, which is tomorrow at 11 mountain, uh, noon central time. <clears throat> we'll, uh, have a couple speakers talking about similar things that I'm going to talk about here, but a little more in depth and, uh, fire, uh, as a matter of fact. Uh, and we're really concerned and you're going to hear it with my voice here today, uh, concerned about, uh, drought uh, conditions in the, uh, upper basin mainly. In eastern Montana, North Dakota, South, uh, Western South Dakota, maybe North, Northern uh, South Dakota, and, and portions of Wyoming. So, let me get started here. Uh, enough advertising about that. Um, temperatures over the last 90 days, basically from the beginning of February, uh, temperatures on the left there uh, show that that green color, if you will, that darker shades uh, are, are indicate that we've been cooler than normal. Part of that, you remember, February being so darn cold really uh sort of uh slanted us toward the cold side uh of, of the spectrum uh, for this time of year uh you, you see the most the coldest temperatures in Wyoming Montana um, sort of up against the mountains there where the cold air sort of pooled and uh less less cool as you go to the east so uh the other image on this map or on this slide is the map on the right <coughs> which shows precipitation the percent of normal precipitation for the same uh, period of time, again, more or less focused on the Missouri basin. Uh, the colors here uh, are sh- basically show you that where you see reds, uh, really anything yellow to red, if you will, um, are less than normal uh, for a rainfall during this period. And in some cases pretty drastic in terms of 25% or less. Of their normal precipitation up in the Dakotas and the the area I just mentioned as a matter of fact. Uh, there are some, there are some good signs, some, some recovery across, uh, recovery of precipitation in above normal precipitation across portions of Nebraska in Kansas and Colorado, a little bit in Wyoming. Um, and let's go to the next slide because I will show you the next 30 days, uh, what, what we're seeing in terms of temperature and precipitation in the same general area uh departure from normal departure from normal temperatures again uh cooler than normal temperatures for the most part are holding in there for the last 30 days from basically the beginning of april till now uh, uh a little bit of warmer in the lower basin and such um someone doesn't have their mic shut off i think it's i don't want to name anybody but probably ought to shut your mic off okay uh, anyway, departure from normal temperatures there are we're below normal. And then in terms of precipitation, things look a little more bleak in terms of April. And remember, uh, you know, we can be pretty dry and not really have major impacts during the winter season because we just don't get that much precipitation, especially in the northern part of the basin, unless you're in the mountains. Uh, but when we start getting into April and May and it stays dry, then 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 we need to start worrying more and more. Because uh, we're talking about runoff into Missouri in this case uh, being much less than normal. I, I think the Corps is going to uh, say a few words about that. And the fact that uh, people off the river, you know, not not really attached, if you will, um, are also seeing some, some hard times in terms of recovery. And we really need to see it April, May, June or else we're in big trouble for the rest of the year in terms of drought. <coughs> so, uh, again, uh, cooler, which is saving us a little bit because there's not been as much evaporation and transpiration from the plants and, and such, uh, but, uh, but very dry, relatively dry conditions for the basin as a whole, uh, except for a few, few places around the area in the last 30 days. Next slide. Okay, so looking forward uh, for the next seven days, as of this morning, uh, we can see where you see color. Uh, that's a, that's a more or less a forecast for rain for the next seven days. And this is accumulated over those seven days. So this is not one rainstorm necessarily. It could be a series of storms. It all adds up to this amount. Uh, this is the, the current. Prediction if you will for precipitation and you do see some some nice colors if you will some bluish colors Which are around an inch a little above a little below an inch uh, In sort of part of that area that's super dry right now and then the lower basin uh, up to two uh, Maybe two and in, in some places are uh, three inches here and there and a couple places in the lower basin uh, That's what that purple indicates um, That's pretty common This time of year to get that kind of rain, I mean, this is our rainy season, May and June. So we, again, we hope we get it now because we probably won't get it later in the summer where we, um, when it gets hotter. Uh, Next slide. So this is the week two, not this week, not the next seven days, but the seven days following that. So 13th and 19th outlook in terms of temperature on the left, uh, precipitation on the right. So temperatures, uh, are really predicted to be around normal, if you will, uh, that second week in, in our future. Uh, warmish off to our west and, uh, coolish actually off to our, to our east in that, in this, in this prediction case. And then as far as precipitation, there's a slight hedging towards wetter than normal over most of the basin, especially the eastern portion of the basins all the way up to, uh, north and south Dakota and Montana. And these are, that's not a very strong indication. That's a pretty weak forecast actually for above normal precipitation. Uh, in other words, the forecasters didn't think that that was a, a strong signal, if you will, uh, for precipitation. So take that for what it's worth, but I'd rather see green than brown. Brown indicating below normal. At least we're not seeing that. All right, so let's go to the next slide. Um, This is the uh, outlook as of the end of April for the month of May, Uh, not a lot to write home about on temperatures, uh, equal chances for the most part over most of the basin, uh, equal chances being above or below uh, normal in terms of temperature and or or near normal. And then in terms of precipitation, again, I'm going to call this a fairly weak indication of anything above below near normal for the entire basin. There's a hint of above normal uh, up on Montana, but again, it's nothing to write home about. And, and some would have a hint in the uh, extreme lower basin too. Let's move on. At May, June, July, pretty good indication now uh, on the left, left map of that. that's a pretty strong forecast for above normal temperatures. In, uh, across much of the basin, especially the western and northern part of the basin, we're up uh, over 50%. Uh, so, and that, that, that means there's some confidence in that forecast in terms of warmth. And um, that's not necessarily good news, May, June, July. Um, it, it it it's good in some ways and bad in others. Uh, I'll just say in this case, this year is probably not the greatest thing. Especially when you start looking at the precipitation map on the right uh, forecast, I should say for those three months. When you have warmer and drier conditions, uh, that's that 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 is a concern. I'll say it here. And uh, those are fairly strong for a three-month period. I'll say anything above 40, if you see a 40 line there, it's 40%. Uh, it's a, for a precipitation forecast in the summer, that's a pretty good uh, confidence level in my in my book uh, in terms of dryness in the northwestern part of the U.S. and thus uh, part of the Missouri Basin. So not a good sign. Um, next slide. Please. Okay. So the drought update, uh, really, this is, oh, you know what? I see we didn't get the latest drought. Huh, wonder how that happened. Anyway, um, if we had the latest drought uh, update, monitor update, you'd see a lot of red across uh, uh, Montana and North Dakota, red being D3 conditions, which is extreme drought, and, and some of that bleeds down into uh, uh, western South Dakota as well. So really, uh, and some of the red down to the south has actually disappeared, uh, not gone, but D2 is, is reduced to D2 in some of those areas. So uh, the map should show a lot more red in the northern part of the basin, uh, north central part of the basin. And then on the right, I think this is, updated. yeah, that, this one is updated. This is the drought outlook. Really, it says not a lot of change. Uh, in other words, persistence and a little bit of development in terms of, of more drought. And, and really, the brown area indicates, we'll call it the D2 level, which is uh, uh, severe drought. Uh, and uh, persistence of that or getting worse And some of that yellow area is an uh, is in, in area that uh, the forecasters think is going to get worse uh, than, than it currently is. Okay, and I think I may have one more slide, a wrap-up slide here. Oh, hey, there is the there is the map I wanted to show you. I must have, uh, you know, what when I put these together, I had a transition in there, <laughs> and so we're showing it on a different. So that's the map as of as of uh, well, not as of today, but as of last Thursday. So uh, it shows a lot of red up there. Okay, on on we go. So, uh, wrap up here in case any of you are concerned about El Nino La Nina, uh, the La Nina that we had this, this year that didn't really behave very much like a La Nina in terms of, uh, our, our area of concern, uh, is sort of fading away. Uh, there are few effects or fewer effects that actually, uh, that happen in the warm season. So we're not going to see a lot of, uh, El Nino La Nina or even neutral, uh, impacts to us, uh, here forward until we get into, well into the fall. Um, if there are any, uh, and there are some indications that we'll head back into La Nina at that time, but that's not a for sure. Uh, generally, it's been pretty dry and cooler than normal. Uh, the cooling, like I said earlier, those cool temperatures have have, have really saved some people's bacon in terms of uh, not getting as much evaporation going and, and plants transpirating moisture uh, out into the atmosphere as 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 we would normally see. Uh, so cooler temperatures have helped and will help in the future uh, if we can keep it cool. And uh, so that'll help with water supply. Anyway, now uh, with short-term, aren't that bad. Temperatures near normal and a slight uh, hedge towards uh, above normal precipitation over the next uh, week or two, that'd be good to see. And then long-term, uh, worse above normal temperatures and dry, especially in the west, the western part of the basin. Uh, The webinar uh, uh, address is down there if you want to sign up for tomorrow's webinar, and then the one we hold every month on the 20th of May, uh, down below that, in case anybody's interested. And I think that's it. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Doug. Um, Just uh, in the chat, there have been some requests for the slides. Unfortunately, the link to the slides that is on the website is for the spring public meetings, and so I will um, place those slides after the call. And I apologize that um, they're not accessible at the moment. And uh, well,
1: I think, uh, Eileen, I'll just say I'll say uh, also if anybody wants those, they can contact me directly. I'll send them. It's public public Thanks. information.
0: All right. Thanks, Doug.
1: Uh, Over to you, Kevin Lau. All right. Thank you, Eileen. And as Doug said, on behalf of the National Weather Service, I too would like to thank uh, the Corps for inviting us to be a part of these um, monthly calls. Uh, Good afternoon, everyone. Um, Mountain snowpack has seen its 2021 seasonal peak accumulation, and we are now on the recession side for most western basins. Overall, the mountainous snow water equivalent, that is the amount of liquids stored in the pack, at the point of this year's peak accumulation was lower than normal. Lower elevation melt began in mid to late April, and we are now seeing some melt from the higher elevation pack as well, above 7,500 feet. The May water supply forecast issued yesterday by the National Weather Service. Uh, continues to project a below normal May through September runoff season for the mountainous west. And we are not expecting any significant flooding from the mountain snowmelt alone. While soil moisture remains fairly good in the lower basins, specifically eastern Nebraska, eastern Kansas, and most of the state of Missouri, Um, much of the Missouri Basin remains quite dry, as Doug emphasized. The most recent U.S. drought monitor lists 74% of the Missouri Basin as abnormally dry or worse. And because of the dry soil conditions, the risk for flooding over most of the basin is lower than normal. But with that said, multiple rounds of tributary flooding have occurred in the lower basin so far this year, including a couple of minor flooding events along the lower 200 miles of the Missouri River, the first one being in March and the second uh, in April. Rainfall events drive springtime flooding in the lower basin, and we are projecting continued on again, off again, minor to moderate level flooding over the next 90 days in the lower basin as depicted upon this map that you see. Uh, Orange dots are locations that are likely to see minor. Red dots are those locations that are expected to see moderate-level flooding. As I close, I do wish to remind folks that NOAA released its 2021 spring flood outlook for the entire nation on March the 18th. And you can access the full text and the accompanying video at the link shown in blue. Some of the, some of the, uh, the slides and so forth, uh, at that link are a bit dated, but the general gist still holds. Thank you. And this concludes the National Weather Service flood potential brief. Back to you, Allie. Thanks,
0: Kevin. And I will turn it over to John Remus.
2: Uh, thank you, Arlene, um, And thank you to Doug, uh, Clark, and Kevin Lau for their insights. And I do encourage anyone that's interested in a little more in-depth information on the climate outlook to attend those webinars that uh, Doug mentioned. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. I am John Remus, Chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division. Our office is responsible for regulating the Missouri River Main Reservoir System. I will provide some general remarks, and then I will turn the discussion over to my senior staff for more detailed information. I want to again assure everyone in the basin that the Corps remains fully committed to our flood risk reduction mission, protecting stakeholders when we can from significant runoff events that pose a threat to human health and safety. Floods can and will occur regardless of basin or system conditions. This includes includes ice-induced flooding during the winter freeze-in and spring breakup periods. Also, widespread thunderstorms in the lower Missouri River basin can and do occur. Runoff from large storms in the lower basin can always can cannot always be mitigated by the operation of the mainstream reservoirs. Further, it is important to understand that the volume, timing, and location at which runoff enters the system significantly impacts the timing and amount of releases from the reservoirs. Each runoff season or flood event is unique. Care should be given when comparing one event to another. The 2021 upper basin runoff forecast is very low. Kevin Grody and Mike Swenson will provide more details as to how this will will likely impact operation of the system. Our studies indicate that water conservation measures will be implemented this year. These measures will be less than full service flow support to navigation and below normal winter releases. Lower than full service flow support may impact navigation channel width and depth at some locations. Lower, Lower releases from the dams are likely to cause access issues. I urge all water users, particularly intake owners, to begin preparing for the possibility of lower river and reservoir levels after this summer later this summer, excuse me, later this summer, and during the fall and winter. The Corps of Engineers understands the importance of the Missouri River in providing water for irrigation, municipal, and industrial uses throughout the basin. There will be adequate water in the reservoirs and in the, and in the river regions to serve all the water supply needs. However, the Corps of Engineers does not provide or guarantee access to the water. Maintaining access is the individual facility owner and operator's responsibility. We will continue to meet our statutory obligations to operate the Missouri River Mainstream Reservoir System for its authorized purposes, as described in the Master Water Control Manual. We will also continue to comply with all laws and the provisions of the 2018 Biological Opinion. Lastly, the runoff forecast that Kevin Grody will discuss is based on the best available information. It is important to understand that the forecast can and will likely change. This concludes my remarks. Thank you very much. I look forward to your questions and comments. I will now turn the discussion over to Kevin Grody. Kevin. Thank you, John.
3: So uh, we're on slide 14 now. So as Doug noted, it was very dry in April in the upper basin. April's runoff was 1.3 million acre-feet, which was less than 50% average. It was the 8th lowest April in 123 years of record keeping. This has resulted in soil conditions being extremely dry heading into the mountain snowmelt and spring rainfall portion of the runoff season. Let's move to slide 15. The extremely dry April, current soil conditions, and NOAA's latest outlooks calling for warmer than normal temperatures and drier than normal precipitation has resulted in our office significantly lowering our 2021 calendar year runoff forecast to 17.8 million acre-feet, which is 69% of average. If realized, the 17.8 million acre-feet would rank the 22nd lowest of record. Let's move to slide 16. As noted by Doug, dry soil conditions are present in the upper basin, particularly in North Dakota and eastern Montana. Because of the soil moisture deficits in the upper basin, this will lessen the amount of runoff we see in the Missouri River from mountain snowmelt and rainfall events. And now slide 17. Mountain Mountain snowpack has peaked in both reaches and is starting to melt off. In the Fort Peck region peaked in late March at 80%, 86% of the normal peak. And in the Garrison reach, it peaked in late April at 96% of the normal peak. So to summarize, given the dry soil moisture conditions and below average stream flow, we expect runoff to remain below average during May. But that will depend greatly on rain events. And during May, June, and July, the upper basin forecast, the upper basin runoff is forecast to be below average due to the slightly below normal mountain snowpack, dry soil moisture conditions, and extended warm and dry climate outlooks. So that concludes my part of the presentation.
4: I'll now turn it over to Mike Swenson. Okay, thanks, Kevin. Uh, just a couple notes on current conditions. Gavin's point releases average 28,700 CFS in April. Releases are currently at 29,000 CFS and will likely be increased to 29,500 CFS in the next few days. On slide 19, you can see the, sy- the current system storage. Storage is currently at 55.3 million acre feet. million acre feet below the base of the flood control zone. Uh, A couple notes about the monthly simulations or studies. Uh, The basic simulation uses the runoff forecast that Kevin just discussed. Due to the amount of variability in precipitation and other hydrologic factors that can occur over the next several months, we also develop an upper and lower runoff that are then used in the upper and lower basic simulations. These simulations provide a range of reservoir elevations and releases that may be expected under the different runoff scenarios. The discussion to follow will focus mainly on the basic or most likely runoff forecast. Information on the other simulations is posted on our website. Uh, You can move on to slide 20. Uh, Fort Peck Garrison and Oahe are currently 1.1. 1.4 1.4 and 1.2 feet below the base of their respective flood control pools. As shown on the basic forecast, 4-peck reservoir is not expected to enter the flood pool and is expected to decline throughout the forecast period. Peak releases are expected to average about 9,500 CFS this summer. Garrison Reservoir is expected to peak near elevation 1838.4, 0.9 feet into the 16.5-foot flood pool, which extends from elevation 1837.5 to 1854. Peak releases are expected to average about 22,000 CFS this summer. With the basic forecast, Oahi reservoir is also not expected to enter its flood pool. Peak releases are expected to average about 32,000 CFS. Although it is desirable to have the upper three reservoirs rise during the spring forge fish spawn, runoff under the basic forecast is insufficient to keep all three rising. Uh, in addition, timing and distribution of runoff, it appears that it will be inadequate to reasonably favor specific reservoirs without impacting other project purposes. I'm now on slide 21. Slide 21 details the master manual system storage checks. The service level is used to determine releases from Gavins Point Dam to support navigation and to help provide an eight to nine foot deep navigation channel downstream. We are currently providing full service flow support based on the March fifteenth storage check. Full service flow support is designed to provide a nine foot deep navigation channel. For the full service level, on the basic simulation, Gavins Point monthly average releases range from approximately 29,000 CFS to 32,000 CFS. However, releases will depend on downstream conditions and will be reduced in response to downstream flooding. However, the effectiveness of the reservoir system to reduce peak stages along the lower river diminishes as you move downstream due to the travel time. The service level for the remainder of the navigation season and the navigation season length are based on the July 1st system storage. Under the basic forecast, flow support for navigation would be reduced to approximately 1,500 CFS under the full service level following the July 1st storage check, and a full eight-month navigation season would be provided. The basic forecast also shows winter releases of 12,000 CFS. Note that under the lower basic forecast, which is a drier condition, flow support for navigation is reduced below full service by about 3,000 CFS after the July 1 storage check. Uh, You can go to the next slide. And we've covered most of the points here, just uh, one added. Annual energy generation at the main stem dams under the basic simulation is 9 billion kilowatt hours. The long-term average is 9.5 billion kilowatt hours. Next slide, and this is the last one, slide 23, shows the Missouri River Basin weekly update, which is found on our website at the address shown on the top of the slide. This website gives a general overview of the current conditions in the Missouri River Basin and is updated weekly, usually on Tuesday morning. Thank you. And that concludes my remarks. I'll send it back to you, Eileen.
0: All right. Thanks, Mike. And I'm going to, Mike Doolin or Jed Knieven, do either of you have an update on levees?
5: Yeah. Hi, Eileen. This is Mike Doolin. Uh, I can provide an update. So, hey, thanks Go for ahead. calling it Good afternoon. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks everybody for calling in. Uh, Mike Doolin here, Emergency Management Specialist with the Kansas City District. Uh, I'll provide a brief update uh, on our overall levy rehab progress so then I'm happy to take any specific questions uh, during the Q&A session. So uh, overall, our contractors continue to make progress. Uh, it has been a little touch and go here recently with the weather, but uh, that's not uh, to be unexpected as this is kind of our rainy season. So With that being said, you know, we are nearing that 80% complete mark with all levy rehab projects, so 80% overall completion. That's up about 10% from the last time we talked. Um, Now, that being said, we do still have four remaining breaches on levies that are all under contract. That's down two from the last time we talked. Last time there were six. Now we have four levies out there with breaches that uh, remain. That's R500 in Donovan County, Kansas, uh, Holt 10 and Holt 9 in Northwest Missouri, Holt County, Can- or Holt County, Missouri, excuse me, uh, and then Rushville Sugar Lake uh, in Buchanan and Platte County, Missouri. Um, and they, all of those are under construction. And on that Rushville Sugar Lake one, it's significant. It provides uh, some protection to Highway 59 coming out of Atchison, but they are out there working on that upstream breach. So when that upstream breach is complete, uh, that'll increase the protection of Highway 59. Uh, so that's a good thing. And they are moving forward on that. Uh, the other big news last week, uh, MRLS 246, a large federal levee system just downstream of Brunswick, Missouri and Sheridan County. Uh, the main stem breach was closed on that. Uh, that's a significant, significant accomplishment. That levee protects over 26,000 acres in the floodplain there. So, uh, we were all relieved to see that breach closed. And then um, the last thing I'll say here, I did drop in the chat box a link to a levy rehab uh, update map. Uh, copy that link; it'll take you to the website where you can uh, right-click on the map image, download it as a JPEG or a PNG or whatever your favorite image format is. Uh, but that's out there and available for you. Can you, so you can you can get that map and see our overall progress. And that's all I've got for you today. I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: All right. Thanks, Mike. And I did not see um, or anticipate an update from uh, Omaha District, so we'll just move to the question-and-answer session. Uh, our next update will be held on June 3rd at 1 p.m., and we'll send the invite just like we did today. And then this is the contact information for our uh, speakers that were on the call today. Alright, so moving to the question-and-answer session, what we will do is go in alphabetical order by state. Uh, First round will be for congressional delegation members, tribes, state officials, local government, levy sponsors, and then we'll make another round um, and open the lines for the media. Remember to press star six to unmute your phone, uh, potentially to unmute on your computer, and state your name and the organization you represent. And we'll start with the state of Iowa. Kansas. Missouri. Montana. Nebraska, North Dakota,
6: South Dakota, I mean, this is Jody at DRG Media Group and Pierre. Yeah. Hey, Jody, I'm going to start the
0: next round with media and we'll get to you, okay? Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Jody. Uh, So, we're starting with media now. State of Iowa, star six to unmute, Kansas, Missouri, Montana,
6: Nebraska. Hi, this is Nancy Garter from the Omaha World-Herald. Go ahead, Nancy. My only question is um, when was the last year that the Corps implemented conservation measures on the Missouri River? Thank you.
2: John? Nancy, this is John Remus. We're going to see if we can
6: find that quick. Thank you very much.
0: Okay, so we'll just, we'll move on and then uh, when they've got the answer, um, then jump back on. Any other questions, State of Nebraska? North Dakota? Okay, Jody,
6: South Dakota? My question might take a little bit too um, as well. I was just wondering what is the average level for the oahu dam this time of year and how does that compare to what we're seeing right now and if you need to email me info later that's cool i just was curious
2: uh we're, we're going to look that up and uh, we'll get back to you uh i will tell you this much is lower than an average it is average so, so we'll, we'll get that we'll get that information to you anything else Julian?
6: Nope, that's perfect. Thanks, John.
0: All right. Any other? South Dakota? Wyoming? Any national press? Okay, guys. Did you get Nancy's answer?
2: Uh, yes, to answer Nancy's question, uh, last year we did conservation measures was 2013. Uh, that was after the flash drought of 2012, and we began the year at uh, minimum service, and then things got better, and we went to inter- intermediate. Thanks a lot. And then we'll get back to Jody with uh, the average. We're still running through the statistics here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
0: All right, thanks. Any other questions from our callers?
4: Eileen, this is Randy at the Yankton newspaper. I was just curious, water conservation, you think of reduced releases. Is there any other steps, and will this affect things like water supply and recreation for towns such as Yankton?
2: Well, uh, there at Yankton, as far as uh, recreation goes, uh, of course, the pool at at, uh, Gavin's Point Reservoir does not fluctuate much during a flood or a drought, so you won't really see much impact there. Uh, the lower winter releases, uh, Kevin uh, Grody mentioned, or Mike uh, Swenson mentioned, uh, the, the 12,000 CFS uh, winter release that could impact water intakes, but I think the city of Yankton has taken some steps to uh, be able to, to draw water at very low rates. So I think the impacts would be minimal at Yankton. Okay.
3: Thanks, John.
0: Any other uh, press questions or caller questions? And just if we happen to have any uh, media from uh, Gannett Newspapers, if you could send me an email, I'm having some challenges reaching some of your counterparts. So um, I would appreciate that. Uh, With no further
7: questions. I I uh, I have a question. question. Okay, go ahead. uh, I am sorry. I I know that this was uh, said earlier, but could you please clarify? Is the release amount going to go down? If you could tell me the date and what it's going down to, I would really appreciate that. Who, who's release asking the question for I'm sorry. This is um. I believe it's Gavin's points. the The one we're most interested in. This is Stacy with Modot. All right, thank you. Go
0: ahead, John.
2: Well, right now we're meeting all of the full-service navigation targets, and those targets are at uh, Sioux City, Iowa, Omaha, Nebraska, Nebraska City, Nebraska, and Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, The Sioux City, Iowa target is the controlling target right now, and we're actually exceeding the targets at Omaha, Nebraska City, and uh, and, uh, Kansas City. As the lower basin dries out later in the year, that target will move down and probably downstream all the way to Kansas City. So our flows out of Gavins Point may actually go up, but the flows that you see in the river down in Kansas City or down below Kansas City would probably go down uh, by as much as two to three feet, just due to the dry up of the tributaries. So it's uh, relating releases to stages in the Central Missouri is not quite a one-to-one thing. Um, just due to the fact that uh, the tributary inflows right now, you're seeing higher than normal flows, or higher than flows would be if Kansas City was the target. I don't know if that makes any sense to you or
7: not. It actually does, John. I had just uh, understood that um, because of the low runoff up above, that we might be seeing lower um, navigational um, we,
2: we will not be, if, if the forecast, the runoff forecast is realized, the 17.8 million acre feet, uh, our storage check on July 1st would indicate that we would have less than full service flow support, uh, 1,500 CFS less than full service. So that would mean instead of having 41,000 CFS as the target in Kansas City, it would be 39,500 which is three or four inches uh, less at Kansas City. So you may actually see lower than full-service flow downstream, but you've got you know, several tributaries, the Grand River, the Cheriton, the uh, Osage coming in there, and Missouri, which may provide increased flows or may not. We just don't know
7: thank you john i uh was just wanting to know if if the uh releases were going to go down well um, the releases may
2: actually go up just to support the, the flow target at uh, kansas city
7: okay thank you for your clarification i do appreciate it thank you.
2: uh mike do we have an answer to uh jody's
4: question uh yeah so i mean can you go back to slide 20 So I guess, I, first, I, I would start by saying um, the base of the flood control zone at Owyhee is 1607.5, you see that on the slide. Typically we would we'd like to start the year, the runoff year right there and then we would capture water into that annual flood control zone and then we would draw that water out through the remainder of the year. So right now the reservoir is under that elevation and it looks like it's not going to go any higher this year. Um so if you look at the long term average for Hawaii, the average end of April elevation is actually sixteen oh four point eight um but that includes like some long term droughts, and so it's not necessarily a uh a good measure of comparing it to the average. So we're higher than the long-term average, but we're we're not where the reservoir um, would typically be at this time of year, if that makes sense. Let, let me sure maybe put a, a different spin on that.
2: We generally bank water in the months of March and April. Even in dry years, we generally add water to storage. We haven't added water since the 23rd of March. In the system, so we've had five, six weeks where we have actually drafted storage. So we're what uh, what we're doing is we're uh, we're releasing water and it's not being refilled by the runoff, and that's due to the very dry soil conditions, the almost total lack of uh, plain snowpack, and the fact that it is not. We've had uh, well below normal precipitation over the last uh, 30 days, so. Uh, we may see a little more water come in, but uh, we're not expecting it to to do to be much. So normally we would be raising the pool this time of year, and we're not.
6: Thank you. A follow up question from uh, Nancy at the World Herald. Yes,
3: Nancy.
6: It, it, I just understand from that exchange with Stacy that. Um, You expect your flows to go down due to dry conditions in the lower basin, not due to reduced releases. But that, um, so that's why flow support would go down. But then what you said earlier would be that um, release levels would, release levels would go up in the summer, but then would start dropping this fall and winter. Is that when the core would start cutting Releases based on current forecasts, not until fall or winter.
2: No, Nancy. What what happens is right now we have we have these full these four targets: uh, Sioux City, Omaha, Nebraska City, Kansas City. Uh, we're getting a lot of flow out of the Platte River right now, and there's good flow coming out of the tributaries out of Missouri. You saw um, uh, Kevin Lows map there that showed uh, you know, the flooding that has taken place, there's still a lot of flow coming out of tributaries below Gavins Point, and particularly below Omaha. So we're meeting a Sioux City target, which is 31,000 cubic feet per second. Uh, as the Platte River dries up and you know, western or eastern Kansas dries up, uh, that target will move downstream. Uh, and it generally moves all the way to Kansas City. So we would have to be releasing more water than we're releasing today just to meet the target at Kansas City. We aren't going to be, if the runoff forecast is realized, we will not be meeting full service targets at Kansas City or any of the the, the, the targets. We will be meeting something less than that, about 1,500 CFS less than that. So um, it's kind of counterintuitive that flows go down, but releases go up, but that is how the system's operated. We will provide what we call intermediate level service uh, for navigation, which is, meaning we're gonna to have to augment flows in the lower river by increasing the releases from Gavins Point as the basin dries up.
6: And is that a normal seasonal thing as the basin dries up or is that a, a forecast for this year specifically? And then, am I correct in understanding that at this point, your projection for um, lower than normal releases is late fall into winter.
2: Yes, uh, that is what the system is designed to do. Uh, Naturally, the the basin dries up as you move into the mid to late summer, and the system is designed to augment those flows for water supply and navigation downstream. Uh, The amount we augment that by Oh, uh, is determined by the runoff and the hydrologic conditions in the basin. So that uh, changes a little bit one way or the other from year to year. But uh, that is how the system is operated. Pull the peaks off, store the water, use it later for, for uh, water supply.
6: Thank you. Uh, unless
0: there are any last questions, go ahead. Sounds like there's a question.
4: John, or, or whoever, I, this is Randy again from England. Um for, for Randall and Gavin's Point, and I'm sorry if I missed this, what do you anticipate to be the releases this summer? And if you have to adjust, you said maybe raise them later this year. Do you have any idea what that might be, that level would be? Could you repeat that, sir? I said, um, what do you anticipate to be the releases from Gavin's Point, and or for Randall this summer, and if you need to raise them later this year, do you have any idea what that would be?
2: Mike, can you read off your forecast there for Randall and Gavin?
4: So for our uh, long-range monthly averages, uh, Gavin's point releases for the next few months just kind of range from 32000 to about 33000 So as John's kind of talked about, even though the service level has gone down, The release requirements a little bit higher, Um, so the releases don't change. The nut the nutshell is that uh, releases don't change really that much over the summer. So roughly thirty two to thirty three thousand, and then Fort Randall's average releases is about twenty nine to thirty two thousand. Okay, thank you.
0: Once again, any final questions before we close the call? John, do you have any closing comments?
2: Uh, just, uh, I just want to thank everybody for participating today, and um, stay posted. We post all of this information on our website, and uh, we will update it as needed. Thank you.
0: All right. Thank you, and that concludes today's call.